0: This is The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson. Last episode, Jan, I said to you that I thought you were on the hunt. Oh, I recall this very vividly. Yes. And the hunt
1: for what? You're on the prowl. Oh, wow. Well, I don't feel like I am. I haven't been single for 30 years, and it's I'm coming up to three years of single bliss. Singleton bliss. January, I'll have been on my own, and I cannot believe how much I've enjoyed my friendships. I've enjoyed traveling. I've got more accomplished in the last two and a half years than I probably have in the last ten. I'm sleeping better. I'm sober. You're like, ready
0: for a you're relationship. Ready for- <laughs> I'm ready to. I'm ready to <laughs> annihilate I- everything again. I am telling you, I don't know. You're giving off a vibe like. I don't know. Like, you're getting a little bit, you know, like, you know how sometimes you can, you're putting it out there, you're a little sexier, a little more, you know.
1: I think that, I don't, I mean, I don't even know what qualifies being sexy is. I don't even know. I think it's, I think it's a lot of things. And you know that. Yeah. I think so many of my friends are sexy just because I like them and they're funny and they're 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 intelligent and they're go-getters and they're out there living their lives and
0: that's so attractive to me I love that yeah well you're I, I didn't yeah I wasn't I wasn't um, in any way making light of your ch- I mean I don't, I don't
1: want to be alone but we, you and I have this conversation. this is one of the conversations that Arlene and I have when we go for dinner which is how this whole podcast started to begin with or this whole radio show began to begin with is that we talked about relationships. You have been in the same, more or less pattern, I think, as me, as far as work goes. Working a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Putting that, prioritizing that. And kind of setting relationships to the side. I know that because I know you personally. And I have an inside line on your life.
0: Okay, but that's that's fair. That's true. But I have... I, I, when I think about that, I think... Are we being so busy because that means that it's almost impossible for somebody to have a relationship with us because we're on the go so much? And wait a minute. How did this become about me? We were talking about you. I don't want to have casual sex. So that's out. So those of you who are listening, she does not want to have casual
1: sex. It's not my my jam. And it doesn't interest me. And I also think it's because I did a lot of that in my 20s and 30s. Um, I was very promiscuous. I I was literally living the rock and roll life. It was too much drinking, it was a lot of, you know, guys that I didn't know, and it was mayhem. And I think that did something to my brain. It kind of just went like, "Mm." it wasn't a real proud moment in my life. You know, when you don't want to tell your mother what you've done on the weekend, oh, actually, I blank. And so now, at 56, it is not for me. Not a casual yeah. sexual relationship, so I don't know what that leaves me exactly, but it's just not where I'm. Where I want to go.
0: All right. Well, I whatever's going to happen, I have this. This is my intuition speaking mm-hmm. only. I think I'm going to predict that in the next six months to a year, you're going to meet somebody. And you're going to get into a relationship, and then you won't find any time for me on our podcast. That's not true. our radio show, and I'll be saying, where, January where are you? Oh, I'm busy. Yeah. Oh, and you know, that's what... Ha- okay, let's just talk hey, about let, that. Well, that's uh, what happens with friendships all the time. You're really close to somebody. You're doing things with them. You, you spend a lot of time with them. You invest a lot of time in them. And then the next thing, they fall in love, and you never hear from them. True. What's up? What's up with that? And
1: what? they are devastating. People do not put... The seriousness of a friendship breakup, um, they don't put that forward, how devastating, how heartbreaking, uh, how, how how mentally taxing it is to end a relationship with someone that you've known since you were little girls or someone you've known since high school, junior high, college. Those relationships, you know, with girlfriends or, or even, you know, I don't know what men are like, I can't speak for them, but if they lose a guy friend after years and years, to me, they've been far more difficult to lose those Friendships even than lovers, than relationships that are of an intimate
0: nature. It does feel more like a woman thing, though. When you said that, like I'm thinking to myself, I, men seem to hold on to friendships differently than women do. Or
1: they don't invest themselves in them as much as women no, do. No, I
0: think they do because all they do okay. is sit around and they don't talk about... Do they talk about th- real things? Well, I don't know, but I don't think that they have... The same types of conversations, or share as much of their personal intimacy with their friends the same way. Probably, I'm, I'm like again. I don't want to generalize, but I think that's probably for the most part fairly accurate. Um, and f- let's just say it is. Let's just say it is accurate enough to use the stereotyping that I mm-hmm. am. Um, and so, men, I think hold on. They have a lot of men I know have friends that they've had for decades. Yep. And they every year they go on a fishing trip, or every year they go on a you know trip to Vegas or every year they or they 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 play poker every night or they do whatever every night and but so- I'm talking about. Really intimate
1: female relationships that obviously are not of a sexual nature, but your friends, your your core group of friends. And and when one of those fails or like you said, when somebody does meet someone or they move away or or there's a disagreement. I mean, I've read lots of things just about even the political times we're in where where you know, friends that have been advocates for each other for 25 years have been absolutely torn apart. Even because of personal politics, even Families, because of friends, yeah. yeah, family and friends, because of the way they voted or you know who what what their what their core belief system is politically, and I find that like what that's actually going to break up a friendship, or you know when people have affairs and when there's When they have to pick one of the oh, other. Oh I'm going to be friends
0: with the wife because I was her friend, or I'm going to be yeah. friends with the husband because I was his friend. Or in
1: a divorce, when 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 a couple gets divorced, yeah. often. I know that in my own relationships, friendship pools have been split, like loyalties have been split. Okay, I get those friends, you get those friends. And those are devastating things, that, that discomfort of not talking to people and, and losing, you know, those really amazing connections that you had in your life. I, don't, I think they can be as bad or worse than a divorce, an actual divorce. Friendships that, when they end, uh, that's been my experience in my life, and I know that you've had some mm-hmm. some f- friendships that have kind of come unraveled.
0: Well, you know, I, a lot of i i i actually wrote about this in in my next book, which is um, this. There was a a lot I dedicated to the notion of as you change in life, it is it is sometimes your friends come in your life for a. Purpose and a, and a point in time then you really need them, and then either they change or you change, and and because I I think I live in this ever evolving reinvention of kind of who I am on a regular basis. Sometimes my new life doesn't have is is so distant from what my last adventure was that it's hard for people to participate because why I was friends with them when I was friends with them might be not available anymore. Like I might, I, I just don't do those things anymore. I do something different now with my time. I'm, am I making sense at all? Not really. Well, I, I just, I put, want, no, puzzled. no, no. I just wanted you to expand on it a bit. So okay, let I, me I expand do. On okay. It. Okay. Let me expand on it. Um, 35, 40 years ago, yep. I was a young mom Who I was, I was um, having young children. I was poor. I was in the set of circumstances where I was, um, I was, I was Mormon. I was going to the LDS Church. Wow. I was, I was doing. I was very living hand to mouth. We were very poor. I was raising my family, and the friends that I had around me were highly religious. Um, the things I was doing was all about trying to survive like learning how to bake bread and learning how to make cakes and learning how to you know grow vegetables so I could can them and and, and so my life was was limited to that kind of, view and that kind of circumstance if you fast forward to today
1: oh man um,
0: i don't it's not that those people don't belong in my life today it's that somehow along the way i lost them because my life evolved and changed and their life evolved and changed and now it would be very probably awkward for them and me to be in well there has to be a commonality with friendships
1: no you're not wrong no you're not wrong at all so i don't mean it
0: judgmentally at all because it's like they're they're wonderful people to have a
1: friend you must be a friend and yeah, there and there are probably a bad friend, And there, there always is a thread of commonality. I think, you know, friendships, certainly girlfriend friendships, um, you know, or or you know, if you have guy friends, you know, it's it's they're based on a common belief system. I really think that is at the core of a friendship. Um, I don't have a lot of friends that have really, really crazy different ethical views from me. These are moral people, these are people that would pull over and help somebody at the side of the street. These are and I don't mean religious people, I mean they're just people that believe in goodness. Mm-hmm. That if, if goodness is your religion, that's awesome. I don't care if you believe in Jesus or Moses or Elvis or whoever you believe in. But as long as it's good, as long as your value system is yeah. is ethical and, and and kind. Kindness, right? So I, I totally get that those people lost track of you or you lost track of them you can't and you can't pull people up a mountain with you either
0: i have learned that <clears throat> about friendships you can't pull people up a mountain with you i get sick of it it's funny you say that because i feel as as we're talking about it i think about it and i think about who i was then i don't think my value set has changed i do think that i probably didn't want to be judged by I don't know like it's a very this is a very this is a very hard topic because I if I think about those people I love them still I, I look I think of them fondly I, I I have nothing but heart for them but I almost feel like every you know, few years I shed a skin, and when I shed a skin, I, I evolve into something different, and then I want to explore that path, and that path sometimes doesn't has some collateral damage, which can be friends, and I don't like that. I, now I'm, I'm going to feel really bad. I'm going to go sit in a corner right for a minute and no, think about do, this, because I feel badly do you about deal
1: that. With, do you think you deal with envy? Because there's something that happens, and I find it with women a lot. Just because she succeeds does not mean that you fail. And I tell people that all the time. You think I'm and, ju- you think No, I no, have- and I would think in your business, because your success... Um, and it presents itself in a very public forum. People see your successes. They see your involvement with dim- different companies that do well. The books, the the branding that you've established, the venture capitalism... I even think, you know, for some people, their personalities would not be able to assimilate that well. They, it just would make them feel bad about themselves. And Arlene, that is the truth of it. And that's not your responsibility. There are people from my past that are extremely resentful of my success. Yeah. I hate to even say those words coming out of my mouth, but it's the truth. It makes me feel bad. It makes me feel alienated to a certain degree but you know what it's not on me yeah it's nothing I outwardly did to anybody but to try and fight and develop my career and pursue something I was really passionate about and I have really faced a lot of opposition I have faced some mean-spirited comments some mean-spirited actions I had a girl, I'm not even going to say her name, I would love to say her name, but I'm not going to, came up to me at a reunion about 10 years into my career. And she said to me, well, first of all, she asked for an autograph for her daughter, which I was glad to give. And then about a half an hour later, maybe a glass of wine was consumed or an hour later, she came up to me and she just saddled in beside me and said, you know, I don't, I just have to share something with you. I don't really like how you are on stage. What? And I said, "Excuse me." I said, "Have you seen me on stage?" No, but I heard from so and so, another classmate, that you, um, you know, you were quite—you made fun of her, you know, right in the audience, in front of all those people. And I just was so taken aback. And I said, "Well, for one thing, I, you know, I joke around a lot, and no one is really safe. I, I joke around with people, and I, it's all in good fun." And she just she just went off and she just said, "Well, I just think it's you know, terrible what what you do, and, um, you know, your your humor is at the cost of other people. I left. I left the reunion. She just was relentless, and she enjoyed it. She enjoyed every minute of making me feel uncomfortable, of making me feel like my success was, she tried to diminish me in any way she could. And to this day, I regret walking out of that room and not standing up for myself. because she won.
0: She won.
1: Yeah, in a way she did. I mean, I, but I'm not, I I don't like confrontation, Arlene.
0: No, me neither.
1: But things like that, and I still experience that now. I mean, my friends that are my friends that have been friends for years and years and years would support me if I was a plumber. They'd support me if I was impoverished. They'd support me if I had... Whatever. they would help me if I fell ill. I mean, I had a couple of girlfriends of mine that stayed at my house for three months because I was suffering from anxiety. Yeah I was scared to be by myself. And they took turns sleeping in my basement. I- I'm surprised they didn't put a baby monitor in my room. I guess that would have been the next step. Thank God for cell phones,
0: yeah, friends like that or friends like that are so rare. and i and I think that, you just made a point that I, every if I think about my friends who have some fame or or high profile or, or or are successful even without fame, like have have been successful in life, they tend to gravitate towards people that are very um, just like you say, based in good values, and they don't like my best friends are 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 just these two wonderful human beings that. Would do anything for me anytime. They, they, um, they're just good people. They have, you know, they're they're not incredibly successful in like a financial way, but they're incredibly successful in a relationship way. And I think that's the difference. That relationships take a lot of effort. You know, we we talked, and, and this could be true in family or friends or or marriage. I mean, okay, we talked the other day about Ariana Grande and her and sheet. Pete. Um, um, her uh, boyfriend well they were going to get what, married what? Sorry, I, like, I they not remember known his name this is my long. age not um, oh, no. just, uh, Pete, Pete something and they got engaged and we were talking about how they were doing such a fast engagement how could you possibly know somebody that fast and I think it's kaput just, yeah it's kaput
1: well, maybe it's better that that happened now instead of spending $400,000 on a wedding and having it splashed all over people and us and all the tabloids and the magazines True. and then three weeks later. So, you know, maybe they came to their senses or maybe he... I don't know what the circumstances are. Um, I, I read something, too, where Justin Bieber after, you know, marrying Ms. Baldwin or feeling like he wasn't as whole as he thought he was going to be. Really? And, uh, yeah, I, I obviously it's kind of pop culture fodder but you know it's interesting to note that you know he Justin thought that this was going to be the magic bullet that completed life and you know he married this girl they're very young still um, and doesn't uh, Pete Davidson was his name it just, it just came to me now but but um, <laughs> it came to me now in the form of a piece of paper that was plastered up against the window in large ballpoint from our producer Caitlin thank you Caitlin so I'm not going to take credit for that, but yeah. So he here here's this guy, young people who thought, yeah, this is, this certificate is going to give us, you know, everything that we need. And guess what, Arlene, it didn't happen.
0: Who who was it that did we did we talk about this? Because I really have started to, I think, lose my. You want uh, me to move? You, I'm going to move you in with my mother. Have we have we talked about who was it that said uh, somebody some star was asked if you want what's the secret to a long marriage? Did you hear this? No. What's the secret to a long marriage? It was a celebrity that'd be married like something like 50 years and some reporter was saying, what's the secret Have to a long marriage? No, his answer was don't get divorced. And I think that's the best answer, because it's kind of <laughs> like friendships and relationships and anything. Write right? it out. You write it out, because... But I, is that real? Yes. Okay. And is monogamy
1: I, real? These are all questions that come up, and I know I'm switching gears, but holy Moses, Arlene, is monogamy real? There's my question for you. Is it a real thing? Is that what human beings are geared for? Is would, would marriages that- be more successful if... There was more openness, I think, with, uh, I mean, I'm venturing into territory. It's not what I would want in my life, but I've talked to, uh, so many of my girlfriends have been married, like, 17, 18, 19 years, and they're just like,
0: you know, I don't know. It's, okay, but that's boredom. That's not like, okay, so I think, Listen. First of all, when I said you're six months to a year from now, you're going to have a relationship. Little did I know you're going to have more than one, <laughs> apparently. No no, like, no, 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 no. That, that's not, me. Um, that's but, not my thing but either. I, but, I, but I feel, Jan, like I was talking to a friend of mine who's um, in in his late 50s. And he, we were talking about being married and, and what that feels like. And I said, you know, what, at this age of my life, I feel like I... I just want. I would really like to find somebody that would be a great companion to travel with, and do mm-hmm. things with, and have fun with, and likes the same you need kind a gay of adventures. Guy. Maybe you need a gay guy. Maybe, but I, 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 don't. I'm not looking for that. That moment that I had when I was 20, when my heart stopped beating, and yes, my, you and my, are. and no, I am not, because I don't believe at this age. My goodness. You have never looked She's better. Yelling at me.
1: I, I'm just thinking this is ludicrous. I don't ludicrous. want to be yelled at. Okay, what kind of a friend are you? Okay, don't this yell is, at this me. Is, no,
0: my point isn't this this that is I'm too old. Charlie. Okay, I'm gonna go now. Every time we do this, you make me want to. I need to go take a break and take a deep breath. Oh my god, we're coming I'm not right. saying I'm too old to have. a I'm coming a relationship. back to this, but I will have a different uh. tone. Yeah. I'm not at all saying that I won't ever fall in love again or that I won't Good. experience that heightened, you know, like, but uh, you got to admit that things do level out a little bit in terms of the highs aren't is enormously higher and the lows aren't as enormously low and you do get a little bit of common sense that goes oh i really like this person and i and i, I want to be friends with this person and have a relationship well you get a private detective to check them out completely oh you, my you, God. you have the I don't means to know i am to talk you, you to you like have, you have the the
1: means to like get someone checked out and check their financial record. i'll tell you what i am tempted if i was to meet somebody man or woman i'm very open i i will say that right here on the show if i were to do that I would I would not hesitate to really find out more information about this human being I would be I want to be more cautious I'm gonna be and I'll tell you what I want someone with a job I want someone with a career you're
0: making my point my dear I but but I, but I, I'm not gonna am I am I yes. agreeing with you yes because here's okay. here's what here's how you're agreeing with me you just I just said that the whole "Oh my God, the world stops spinning." Mm-hmm. This person is for me. I don't care what anyone else sees in them. I am like totally over head over heels in love. If you were feeling that, you would not be saying, "I'm going to go hire a freaking private detective to but, make sure." But
1: falling in love, you you don't. When you're younger, you you're putting all your eggs into the basket That's of someone. You have nobody. You don't even know who they are. That's what they're, I'm saying. Okay. Okay, well, we're agreeing, but we're kind of... You were just saying, and you—and then you changed your mind,
0: is that... <laughs> I want to do that. That
1: whole thing about that recklessness of falling in love. I There's a part of me that wants to skip that first year, Arlene, because you just said travel, companion, watching movies, going for great meals, seeing the world, having someone that's a great sleeper that you can have sex with. And... You know those things, but but that that that's a relationship. That doesn't snore. That doesn't snore. God,
0: your list is getting long. Yeah, it's it's impossible. It's like impossible. Who's not on a sleep I apnea snore, machine? I probably snore more than they would. <laughs> well, so okay, so I for the last ten years I've been single for I've been single six for six years. years and maybe seven now. I don't know actually. I've been single for a while. I have had. You know, I knew
1: your last boyfriend, right? You did. Is the one we went to dinner with. My last serious boyfriend. We shall not speak his name.
0: No. Okay. No. Um, but I've, I've had boyfriends in between, but mm-hmm. nothing really super serious. Okay. And I, I've stood up on stage in that time, and I've talked to thousands and thousands and thousands of people across the country and said, in that six years and said, I'm single. Anybody out there interested in (laughs) dating? Have you said that? Well why would I not said that why would I pay a dating service when all of these eligible men are standing in front of me? I have said that. Not one call. (laughs) Because you're intimidating. Not one. Oh, I hate that. Sorry. Do not call oh. a woman intimidating. That is the... Arlene, Jan, that I'm makes not, me mad. No, no I'm no, not... Do not say that. I hate that when people say, oh, you're intimidating. That's why you can't get a Okay.
1: Can I just take I that word? That. Can
0: I take it and I can, I'm going to crumple it in a little
1: ball and I'm going to... As a writer, I'm going to try and think of another word. You <laughs> make... I would. I would imagine I if word. I was a fellow, you know... I would be reluctant because you're extremely smart, you're very beautiful, you're very successful. And as a man... And uh, I can't get a date. No, but men are funny, you know, that way, um, from what I know of them, that they... You do more, you have more money, you have more success. And there's this age-old thing that happens, Arlene... The, me, Tarzan. You, Jane. No. Me, me, uh, provider. Uh, uh, uh. No, but don't you think
0: that could get no. gets brought to the table? No. I d- I disagree. No, I, I'll tell you why. Because there's too many really successful women that I know that are in relationships and that do have dates and that do and who are equally as accomplished as me. And so no, I think it's probably me. <laughs> it's probably some <laughs> some issue that I, I mean I'm okay. I'm okay. You guys like I gotta get over. this. What did you do at Fogo Island? I thought maybe
1: there'd be some possibilities there that looks like some handsome guys on that plane
0: no there was there was don't be careful what you say they could be listening yeah yeah. no there was lots of there was lots of really nice people at Fogo Fogo Island is a whole other we have to talk about Mm -hmm. Zita Cobb Zita Cobb is my like she's my hero I love what she's doing but I'm telling you I think this first of all when a man says to me, you know, you can't, you probably can't get a date because you're intimidating. I just want wrong word. It's okay. Call uh, sorry, away. it's a, it's
1: a, it's a word that's been coined. But what I mean by that is, is all the things that fall under that word. I hate having to stand under a word too. I don't think it's fair to anybody. Um, but you know, success uh, can be,
0: can be. Um, I feel like I'm having a counseling session. Well, right it, it
1: just—it just people like. <laughs> would be quite frightened. Like, what do I have to bring to the table? They bring with them their own insecurities because of your success. I'm sorry,
0: that is the reality of there the situation, are success- Arlene. There are successful women out there that have, re- and, and first of all, I, I, I this is sounding whiny. I'm not like I'm not sitting here going putting up my hand, saying, "Oh, I need a relationship." I'm saying, isn't it funny that as we talk about friendships and relationships, that I haven't successfully been able to have a long-term relationship. My longest relationship was 12 years. That's long. Yeah. 12 years. Mine and... was a weekend. So there you go. That was... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Mine was
1: three and a half days. It was Easter. No, I'm I, kidding. I give up. He I has up. risen. No, anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
1: well, that was a four tiered joke that you just oh, well, heard there, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I, don't know, I have to un- unpack it to there see what it actually meant. Um, you know what? It's let's, hard let's meeting not, people. I don't want to talk about relationships. No, no, no. We talk too much about relationships. Okay, I, I don't fine. want to talk about them anymore. Okay. I want to talk about something else. Okay. Well, I want to talk about... But
1: we have we still haven't touched on, and you haven't shared the story, and I, I'm, I'll keep picking at you, of you said to me on the break that you had experienced breaking up with a friendship that was quite traumatizing. Yes. So you want to talk about it at all? Um... You don't have to say names.
0: You know, I I would I would say that. And why? Okay, why did it happen? It happened. What was because the I, Because there was a val- There was uh, there was some. Um, I, I just think there was some values that were crossed that I was not comfortable with in terms of um, their this person's behavior. With others and with me that really made me not feel like they were the person that they... You weren't safe. That, yeah, I wasn't safe. And I didn't feel that they had a lot of respect for anyone. And I felt they were manipulative. I don't like... I, I There's many things I can deal with, but I, I don't do well with people who manipulate who manipulate for their own purposes especially when it's thought about yeah premeditated. Well m- manipulation is by its very nature premeditated yeah. you, you you need something so you go about to make it happen and it doesn't matter what the consequences are and in this case that that's really what it was it, i felt manipulated and i so who cut what off did you have a conversation just, yeah or was it a man or a woman it was a female okay. it was a friend and i just uh, no i just i basically cut it off. I just couldn't do it. And it was... Did
1: you verbalize that or was it just uh, ghosting like you just disappeared out of their No, lives? it was...
0: It, we had many conversations okay. about it. Um, not many. We had uh, several conversations yeah. about it. And I and at the end, it just... I, it wasn't salvageable for me because it just meant having to sacrifice some of who... Of what I believed in and what I thought this individual was. And I think that... You must have had friendships like that where you've... I have had a couple,
1: uh, you know, and I hate even bringing this back up because it bothers me to this day, but um, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, and it's lending money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what happens when people perceive you as someone who has money? And trust me when I say I've done really well for myself. But, you know, I've read different things online about what my perceived net worth oh, yeah. is. And I'm like, I I guess I'll retire now and never have to work again. That's not what my situation is. I look after my mom. That's, you know, $200,000 a year. There's, there's all kinds of things that vector into. And I have to work. So there's no way that this Jan will be sitting down anytime soon and just going, I can just, you know. But anyway, I've had lots of people asked me to, to, you know, to, to borrow money from me over the years. Lots of family members, um, which I have done, and I will never see that money again, and it's caused some problems and some awkward moments, and what I ended up having to do was, don't worry about paying me back. I don't want this to be a problem. I don't want you to be uncomfortable anymore, and all that's happening is that you're not communicating with me. Mm-hmm. These are people in my own family. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard from you in four years, and it's because of this money. So don't worry about it anymore. So I've actually taken the high road and went, I'm just not going there. Don't worry about it. I feel like I have to give them some kind of an out. It's disappointing, and I will say that. It's disappointing that you make no effort. But one friend in particular that we knew each other for a long time um, wanted me to help with a house payment, a house down payment. And I thought about it and thought about it. And um, I was told that, you know, I would be paid back in a couple of weeks. It was just a quick transfer. I lent I wired them the money, and I never heard from them for three years.
0: yeah, you know what Jen I mean that just listen they I, have I, since I,
1: paid me back. Yeah, I just want to yeah. complete that They've since paid me back, but at the three year mark, I wrote a letter and I said i've been I'm so hurt and I'm so disappointed that you think I'm the type of person that you can't have a conversation with me and say... They were embarrassed did, they were. It was embarrassment.
0: So she eventually paid you back? Yeah. Like, did it destroy the relationship?
1: We don't have a relationship. It's fragmented at best. Um, I feel like I deserved better, and I feel like my character was somehow annihilated a bit. And I do understand the shame, and I do understand being embarrassed, but we knew each other for a long time. She knew me very well, her and her husband both. And um, I love her. I miss her.
0: Did she only and pay the money because you asked? her the limit? No, I
1: think they would have. You know, I got a very, 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 very long email explaining what her circumstances were. And they were difficult. Uh, alcoholic mother and a death in the family and things going sideways and husband losing jobs. And it was a litany of things that I do take into account. But I still feel like I deserved a phone call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't you don't have to pay I never said pay. you're the one that said that not me you put a time limit on when you were paying me back
0: yeah
1: and it was ten thousand dollars it wasn't a hundred thousand it was ten thousand which to me money. it is but uh unfortunately I don't know how we repair
0: it so I don't I think you can repair it I think it comes with money seems to come with strings attached and, I didn't feel like I had any. No, I, I understand that. but I, I, And it wasn't a gift. It wasn't like you said, here's a gift of no, $10,000. It, it was a loan. loan. Um, but at some point, there's, a, there's this emotional thing that happens that, that money bugs you more than if she had done something different. You know, I think it, it somehow feels more of a trespass in, in a weird way. Like I, I, my, my, my grandmother used to say to me, Arlene, a gift is a gift. And if you, when you give something to somebody, you can't tell them what they can then do with it. And in some ways, you were you weren't giving her this money, but your gift was friendship. Your gift was that you were prepared to help her. And why didn't you, you know? You have to ask yourself why you waited three years and didn't feel comfortable enough. Because I
1: kept waiting for a different outcome. I kept right, giving them you the opportunity from her. No, because I thought something's gone wrong. I know her well enough to know. I knew she was embarrassed. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how long do I let this go? And I said to her, How long would have gone by? How many years would have gone by?
0: And she just cried. So, but that's kind of my point. So, do you think that maybe? I, I think people would say, No, Jan. It was uh, she should have re- replied to you, and and of course, common sense would say that she should have told you what was going on. But there's also the other side of that, which is, were you less? Um, aware of her issues and what was going on in her life simply because you had lent her money? Did it create a different view of what was happening in her life that you might have seen differently had you not lent her money? And money is a polarizing thing. It is a very... It suddenly takes on this, you took something from me which is normally you Jan I know you you would pick up the phone if some friend was not talking to you for a while you would pick up the phone you would send a text you would say hey what's going on how are you but money stopped you from doing that because it was the barrier it was the barrier to the friendship
1: and okay that just went to the core of my being what you just said that I didn't call her and I should have I don't know why oh my god that makes me want to cry my head off I'm sorry. No, it's true. Why didn't I call her? What was I thinking? Well,
0: I think there's a power thing that comes with money. Oh, Christ. Wow. I'm really...
1: That was something else. You're right. You're right. Power.
0: It's power. I had power over her. Right. Oh, my God, Arlene. Yeah. And and I and I feel like that's something that happens with money, and it's a it's very difficult for any of us um, to understand. I didn't think of it in those terms when it was happening. No, but she did. Yeah. she was embarrassed. She was going through all these struggles. Yes, she should have. Picked and up I the had phone, the upper hand, but she didn't. Yeah, you had the upper hand, and and it's what money does to people. It creates a. A barrier to relationships. It creates a. Um, it's very difficult for people to be able to get past a financial disrespect or a financial. Um, money is just. It's 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 a funny funny thing. It's full of emotions. People, you know, on the TV show on Dragons Den, um, one of the dragons used to say all the time, "Oh, money has no emotion." Money is everything attached to emotion. It's so emotional. It's so because it is powerful. Because it 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 provides um, the the avenue to which you can live your life more fully. More um, you can experience things without as much pain. Without, but at the end of the day, when you lend money, it becomes very very difficult to come back from that. It's power. I don't know what I would do going forward.
1: I'm sure I will be asked again by somebody because it's—it just seems like a couple of times a year I'm dealing with it. So I don't know what I would do. I feel like saying no. I actually had an old friend of mine. She wanted to borrow money from me for a landscaping business, and I thought about it. You know, I said, "Can I get back to you tomorrow?" And I thought about it, and I phoned her, and I just said, "I can't do it." I'm sorry. And the first thing out of her mouth was, yeah, but I know you lent so-and-so money. I said, well, who told you that? I said, I did, that's not the truth. I'm like, so that's your response to me? It was very odd. So it's a, it's a really weird position to be in. And I, I've I've actually read quite a bit of stuff that Oprah has talked about over the years with the fortune that she has amassed over the last 35 years, and the reaction from family members that she didn't even know existed. She said, I have more cousins than Moses. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she talks about it very candidly, and she really has a policy. She does not give money, lend money at all, not a dollar. I think she's very philanthropic, which is a very different thing. Helping charities, giving money to people that need it, that aren't a friend or a family. But But she has a no-lending policy.
0: Why is it easier for us to lend money give money to strangers than it is to our friends because and our it has family. no strings attached to it and no emotion attached to it you just said that but but that's really isn't that sad isn't it sad that we will reach out and help strangers more than we would reach out and help our friends and family and it's not that you shouldn't help strangers of course you should that's not at all what i'm saying but i find it so much easier to to give to people i don't know than i do sometimes to give because because it does come with strings attached because you 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 give them a gift and then you see them spend it foolishly or see them do something they shouldn't do but the gift the gift isn't in what they do with what you give them the gift is in you giving and this is this is a lesson that has taken me a long 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 time to learn it is about just giving and not having any expectations well i wouldn't lend that
1: that, that, there's the key word i would give them the money you wouldn't lend it and not lend it you know, yeah. if you need if you need a thousand bucks to do this and and here, but then you open this door that's um and I mean my friends' friends have never asked me for anything. Yeah. I'm talking this is this is four or five or six rings out from the tree, Arlene. That's what I'm talking about yeah. here. This isn't this isn't my core people. They never asked me anything. Yeah. And if they did ask me, I would know that there was big trouble yeah and I've always offered like my friend taking her father died in in um, South Africa my dear dear friend Lisa her father died she didn't ask me anything she was just talking about I gotta I I gotta go because I gotta go book a ticket I'm like Lisa 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 I'll do it I got so many bloody points she goes no I'm not doing that like she was just so that's what I mean and and I'm so excited and it makes me feel good to be able to help her Listen, I have a million points. Let me let me get you on points, and that's what we did. Yeah, not even her at that moment. She would never even think of that asking me.
0: Yeah, uh, but it, it, we we need to figure out how to unpack all that because the fact of the matter is is that in in uh, against you know we are in the one percent. We do have more than the majority, mm-hmm. and we do need to be uh, you know philanthropic and giving. Uh, and we need to realize that sometimes people are going to take advantage of you to, but is it, it again, it's, is it on them or is it on us? And this is, a, it's a very difficult conversation because I, I find money to be, I I wake up every morning, Jan, and I go, holy crap, how did I possibly get here? How did I get here? How one did, why am one I, moment
1: at a time. Why?
0: But why am I, you know, I know people that work just as hard as I do. And they aren't here, I know people like you know like there's a lucky there's a there's an element of luck in our lives that we we need to not forget and i and I think age has made me realize that you know if I drop dead tomorrow and there's you know heaven knows it could happen, I drop dead tomorrow, I'm not gonna worry about how much money I have in the bank mm-hmm. <laughs> nors my you know like i i'm gonna i'm gonna wish I'd spent it all I don't. Spent it, not
1: foolishly, but give I, I di- it away I dis- or whatever. Yeah, I disagree on the luck thing. I, I'm not lucky. Yeah, you are. No, I work hard. Yeah, you do work hard, but, but lots of people work but hard. But it's not luck, Arlene, with me. It's just not luck. You know, the, uh, the universe is a strange entity for sure, and happenstance, and choices. and But I feel like my life has been very deliberate. And don't get me wrong, I think about little things like Going left down the street as opposed to going right, and how a simple decision like that really can alter how your life goes. I remember, you know, I think about the song Insensitive. Because I made a choice to go a different way down the street one day than I normally went, I somehow was able to hear that song. That yeah. It was written by Anne laurie That's luck. I don't, luck doesn't seem to really cover the word. I, I think there's a, yeah, I think I, human beings have free will, but. Have you ever seen that movie Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow? No. She goes through one set of doors and life is a certain way and the other set of doors is a whole alternate life.
0: Yeah.
1: I think every day now I think about choices that I yeah. make.
0: No, we do, you're, you're right. And so here, here's what I'd like to say. But I'm not as lucky. We, as, we, as we kind of wind down this, this, um, this show, I think that I am very lucky that you when you did your radio show, called me and asked me to be a guest on it. That was very deliberate. Ago. I wanted I, to on my radio show. I felt, but it was luck for me. Okay. So it was lucky for me. It was deliberate for you. And so sometimes your deliberate acts <laughs> are lucky for others. <laughs> One and I'm going to leave that deep thought with okay. you, Jan, because there is something there. And we're going to talk. Uh, we're, we're going to talk again next week. Yes, we will. Be good to each other. Talk to your friends, everybody. The Business of Life with Jan Arden and Arlene Dickinson.